both it's good to see you it's good to be back thank you for allowing us friday to uh, join the uh the broward workshop that was fun uh welcome to the show boys welcome back to the noodleberg daily huddle welcome to monday get ready to kick the week in the ass and go um and as jamie tribble says as soon as we started the show quite the morning to be a south floridian with both fau and and the Miami Hurricanes in the Final Four. And, but wait, um, yeah. but wait. Nova Southeastern won the, the Division II the National Championship. So the Miami Heat are officially the fourth best team, the fourth <laughs> best basketball team in South Florida. Now. Who's the Miami Heat? Who, who are they, man? Are yeah, they? struggling just... to make it to the end of the season. Is who oh, they got embarrassed by the Nets. I mean, terrible, man. Just, But I will tell you, um, so Lori – since Lori's in the crowd, but not where joining you, us Lori? for the show today. You're supposed to be here. It's like, what are you doing? Like, okay, good to see you, Lori. Glad you're here with us. You your responsibility, man. It's unreal. That is oh, hilarious. It. That is absolutely Oh, Jonathan hilarious. Aaron's with a classic dad joke. FAU, such a hoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> go Owl. So shout out to RJ Martino. Yep. who is heading up the sports properties for FAU and uh, doing a great job of, of spreading their message throughout the, uh, the, the neighborhood and the community down here. So great for them. Super cool to see. I don't know if we're going to talk about Jim Laranaga at all in the Miami Hurricanes, but the train and trust comment is maybe the best thing you could have heard all weekend long. Is she kidding me? Today is Monday. <laughs> like- <laughs> you should be oh, on the show, Lori. Yo, it's Monday. Monday's your show day. <laughs> you, ca- you came back to the show notes saying, glad this is on a Monday. <laughs> like, it's your word. It's confidence day. Incredible, baby. Incredible. Here we go. I love it. Anyway, love it. anyway, all good. We'll run, we'll run solo oh, today. No. All good stuff. Um, so I think you should talk about there were some unbelievable coaching examples. Um, and, and even some of the commentary last night, they were like, train and trust, train and trust. So one thing to, about FAU that I think stands out to me is regardless of who they play throughout the year, they went 38-3, and three, I think was their regular season record. When you go 38-3, and three, you just understand how to win. And winning breeds more winning. And so they stepped in in the tournament with this mentality of we know how to win we know what we need to do in order to be able to win and they've carried that fundamental that philosophy that belief all the way through the tournament and look like they're fun to watch like they're playing great basketball at the end of the day that's what it comes down to doesn't matter how many NFL or how many NBA prospects you have. Doesn't matter how how high your recruiting class was or what your NIL spend was. What it comes down to is how well you're playing the game at this time of the year, and they're just playing good basketball. So it's great stuff. Yeah, I, I actually speak to Mackey's class tonight. 
Uh, they do a class around my book. For those of you who didn't know, I wrote a book. And uh, so it's going to be fun to deal with those guys because that school is all, you know, UM is going Yeah, I mean, Miami's fired up. And if you listen to any of Jim Laranega's, um, you know, his, his interviews prior to the game and what his philosophy is, it is all about training them and trusting them. And so what he talks about is we practice, we put all of the work in for preparation, which is the training. And then when it comes to game day, they rely on the trust of the training. And if you watch him on the sideline, he's not a Rick Pitino up and down. He's not a John Calipari where he's emotional and all over the place and, and getting after people. He is as calm and collected as any head coaches I've ever seen on the sideline. And he says, he goes, look, that's the game. The game is built on runs. The game is built on highs and lows. And if you ride that, you really have, you struggle to build consistency throughout the game. He said, so I trust them and I'm going to let them go. So I think Jake brings up a great point because that's the team that's going to beat everybody. They are, they've won every game by more than 15 points. They are, just yeah. stroking it, doing it. Great. Danny Hurley, as I like to call him, because uh, you know his name is Dan Hurley, but his brother's brother's Bobby, and I'm like, he's way too cool to be Dan Hurley. He's definitely Danny Hurley, um, and he's just done his story. If you've never understood his story, where he came from, he took the Rhode Island team to the tournament, has had unbelievable success at Rhode Island stepped into UConn and brought that program back from what, what used to be a very dominant program back to being very successful. And I hope they win it all. Cause I would love to see him raise a trophy. I, I absolutely agree. So we'll shift gears here. We have some uh, weekend photos, but Friday Mark got to speak to a room full of a hundred women. Um, it was, uh, it was such a joy for me to sit there um, and I'll get into it, but let's wake this thing up and then we'll get right into it. I love it. All right. All right. All right. So uh, Friday morning, we didn't do the show. We went to uh, there were a thousand people from Broward County that filled signature grant to hear State of the Union, uh, State of Broward County, if it were. Saw the mayor, uh, Mr. Udine there, which was so great. Anyway, all really cool stuff. And then Mark and I headed north. Uh, Mark got the opportunity because of Kitty. And if you could show those pictures again, uh, thank you. There's Kitty at the top. Kitty puts on an event called Inspire Initiative. She puts it on during the uh, bo uh, the boat show, the Palm Beach boat show. It's uh, She's the president um, of the U.S. Yacht Association, which, you know, talks about all of the, the big ass boats. And so she puts a hundred women in a room and asks Mark to speak. Mark, tell me your journey of how it came about and tell me about 
this move sitting at the table. <laughs> so first of all, shout out to Kitty and the U.S. Yacht Association because they did an unbelievable job putting on this event. Number two, I was honored to share the stage with Dara Torres, who was fantastic. She was funny. She had great stories. And she brought home the message about mindset. But it happened because Kitty was listening to one of our huddles about women empowerment. You stuck your foot in your mouth with behind every great man. Every, every man is a great woman. We had a funny dialogue about that. And she was like, that would be great for you to talk about in front of these women. And I would love for you to talk about mindset. And so great. So we get there. We get situated. We're networking. Shout out to Bob Dennison, who was also there. Did a great job moderating the panelists. Um, and we're hanging out. We're networking. We're, you know, we sit down. We're getting ready probably like 20 minutes out. And that's when you really go into like game time mode. Because for some presentations, it's easy because of your cheat sheet. You have a PowerPoint and you can click through and that moves you along. Anytime you do a presentation without a PowerPoint and you have to rely on the storytelling of your brain and working your way through the key, it's a little bit more nerve wracking because you're like, all right, well, how am I really going to navigate this conversation with 150 people and get them involved? And so I'm building that game plan and that strategy. And you see me sitting there just (laughs) every second of it because I was I had that anxiety for him. Having done it before, you know, you never really know, but it's sort of when you do it, when they call you up, you don't remember a thing from there. You just, you go into the action mode. It reminds me of game day too, because you go in with a strategy. Like I knew the presentation I wanted to deliver. I knew the things I wanted to talk about. I kind of knew the order in which I wanted to work them through But what I really didn't know was what were going to be my points? How was I going to emphasize? How was I going to pull the crowd in? And they had these little stickers on the table that said, I am with a blank behind it. And so I happened to see it. And Kitty was like, would love for you to be able to incorporate this. So I'm like racking my brain on like how I could really get it involved. And I said, you know what? I'm going to treat this just like a football meeting. And so I brought the, the 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 sticker on stage and I started it by a little call and response, which I said, you are. And I had everybody in the crowd say, I am. And we did that a few times. Well, wow. well, let's not skip over the fact that you were like weak. You know, yeah. weak. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, I mean, before the walls were shaken by the end. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to get them involved. You got to get them going. And so it was, it was a great conversation. Got to share what championship mindset looks like. And to have to talk about building the championship mindset before a 12-time Olympic medalist speaks, it's kind of like, all right, well, I hope that I say things that are in line with what Dara thinks and are in line with her philosophy. And, you know, gratefully, I, I did, because after I got off, Dara came on, and she was like, like Mark said. She was like, and similar to what Mark said about what you believe and what you do. So, it was a very, very cool experience. And thank you, Kitty, for an unbelievable event. And I would challenge everybody listening to the huddle that when the event comes around next year, that's one you want to be a part of. Yeah, it was super fun, super great. So yesterday was National Day of Courage. And, you know, it got me thinking 
about the difference between courage and confidence. So do you know the difference? Yeah. I mean, I think it, for me, I know the exact definition of confidence, which is, dis, you know, having displayed ability before. So understanding that you've done it before. I think courage is how you overcome the anxiety or the nervous or whatever the, the, the obstacle is for you to actually do something. Courage is the ability to go do that despite the feeling. So um, obviously I got it. Uh, courage is the ability to take action despite fear. So right. that's pushing through that. Confidence, and this is what, you know, we, we were all over this last week. I'm going to play a video of Dion that talks about confidence, but it's like so amazing that confidence is built through experience. You got to try it. You got to have courage to do it. The first time you do it, you're probably going to mess up. That's okay. Right. Riding a bike. I don't know what's on the other side of that. I'm probably going to fall and hurt myself. Kitty just got here. So Kitty, we were shouting out and talking about you, but it's built through the experience of taking that action and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yep. So, I, you know, this whole conversation got started with me in a bunch of my coaching, you know, um, sessions last week. Because confidence for me is, I don't need anybody's validation. Sure. I, I'm confident that what I do and what I know is the right way or the right thing to say. I've learned that through having courage to be out in front of it, not need to be the, somebody said, you can either be a bystander or an upstander. You, yep. can, you can be up in front of it. So let's play this video because Dion, as he does normally, and I do have to shout out Howie Craw, Howie is visiting his daughter in Colorado. Oh, he posted pictures of some of the prime gear, sure. and I snagged the t-shirt. <laughs> Give me Dion. Sometimes you got to know what you know. They're going to call it cockiness. They're going to call it arrogance, but you're going to call it confidence. Because I don't want my confidence to, I'm going to say something and I want you to hold on to it. All right, get your cameras ready because this is game. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity. If I could get up and dance, I would dance right now. If I could get up and shout, I would shout right now. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity because I dress like I dress because I'm confident. I look like I look because he's confident. We walk like we walk because we're confident. I don't even use cologne. Now, that, this, 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 somebody asked me, what is that you're wearing? I say, confidence. It's, it's my natural odor. It's my natural odor. I don't, I don't have to use Dolce or whatever it is. It's my natural odor. Come on, coach, let's do it. Because if you look good, you feel, feel good. good. And if you feel, feel good, good, you play good. If you play good, they taste good. <laughs> so I, I want to draw the, the difference here between confidence comes in two ways. Not needing the validation of others, because that's what he's talking about. Don't let my confidence offend your insecurities. I'm not worried about what you think or what you say because I'm confident in what I know and what I have and what I do. But that confidence comes from you put in the work. I've learned. I've done. I've practiced. I've prepared. I know what I know when he says that in the very beginning, which that's the difference is if you didn't really prepare. And I, I said this when I got on stage, if I was ill prepared to get on that stage, I would not have confidence that I could get up there and do what I needed to do, but I knew I was prepared. Doesn't mean there's not nerves. 
doesn't mean there's not anxiety. doesn't mean there's not excitement. You have the courage and the confidence combined to get over that, to get up there and do it. And that's what leads you to success. That's what leads you to breaking down the barriers, to finding new levels, to doing what's possible. So, so I love that because you even addressed it when you spoke to the crowd and said, look, was I, did I have anxiety about coming up here? Yeah, man, butterflies are real. They're just about making you feel like something good's coming. But, you know, the, I think most people, and we see this a lot when we train people on how to use social media, most people are afraid to talk about themselves. They're, they yeah. under index who they are and what they're capable of, you know? So it's like, wow, I need your validation. I need to worry about what you think. And that's a disaster in any walk of life because you already lost. If you're Correct. worried about what the other team is doing, what the other guy is thinking, you know, you've already spent your energy on something else. So it brought me to a great song. You probably remember this. It's a Motown Monday. So it's a group called New Edition. And can you stand the rain? technically late 80s uh, looking right. up just now it was 1988 that that record was released but that influenced then the early 90s of r&b which were the key sweat the boys to men like that art of r&b is gone the tony rich project yeah. like that that style of r&b and music is gone and i wish it wasn't because it's so fantastic you can understand every word and i think the verse that can you stand the rain should be a mantra for all of us. Can you stand sure. it? You right. know, it's like, this is what life is. It's about um, every single time you climb the mountain. And I've used this analogy to ad nauseum. The terrain gets different as you get higher. You got to do more. You got to think better. You got to act better. The higher up you go, it's whatever got you to the certain part of your career is not going to get you to the top. And it's, can you stand the rain? Can you stand the pressure? Can you stand people not liking you? Well, so the, the, building of the, courage, <laughs> the building of the courage is something that I think about with Jules all the time and with Kai is how do I help them develop courage? How do I help them develop that trait so that they can carry it throughout their life? And then it's, for me, it comes back to understanding, well, I've done hard things before. This is a different hard thing. Anytime you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you're not going to know what's on the other side. So I can't say, oh, well, I've done this before and I'll do it again. But you can say, I've done something hard before. I've not known what the outcome was going to be. I've put myself out there. And whether it ended up good or bad, I came through it. 
I got to the other side of it. So reminding yourself of that is how you flex that courage muscle, which the more you flex it, the stronger it gets and the bigger it gets. So one of the asks for National Day of Courage, everyone will be encouraged. Wow, I love that. Encouragement to actively participate by choosing to do one deliberate act of courage. Now, I'm going to break it down to something really, really small. You might think it's nothing, but like I wake up in the morning, I work out, I usually do my sauna, and then there's a pool out by the marina that is ice cold. So it is my ice plunge. There isn't one day that I go, ooh, I can't wait to jump in this pool, man. The, the, the time between me taking my shirt off and getting ready to dive in that thing and me hitting the water, you need to have courage to do it because your brain will talk you out of it. This is the problem with fear. Your brain is programmed to keep you safe. Oh, I don't want to put you in harm's way. I think Jonathan mentioned something about LinkedIn. This is so appropriate for all the people that we work with on LinkedIn. Nobody gives a shit, really. You know? no, like- he has got a great testimonial there. He says, it's crazy how once I started posting about myself on LinkedIn, it got easier for me to talk about myself in real life. Started with courage to start posting to social media, which led to confidence in real life in his conversations. It's just about flexing the new muscle, flexing the new skill, getting out there and doing it and the consistency. I see Jonathan Aarons every single day at 7 a.m. I know he's on the same schedule as me. I know that he believes in posting early in the morning to get it out to his people. Every time I log in to do my post, I see Jonathan consistency of behavior has led him to have more courage and more confidence in what he does. So um, I love this. Andrew, thank you for showing up. Are nerves a byproduct caring of or caring about others' opinions despite confidence? Um, Mark? No. no I, so it could be. I'm not going to give a blanket answer and say no. Sure. You could be worried about what everybody else is going to th- Like, let's no, make no mistake. Like, before I got on the stage, I was thinking to myself, how am I going to win this crowd over? How am I – what am I going to do – to endear these people to me? What am I going to do to get them to buy into the journey I want to take them on? But nerves are also the, you know, physical way or the biological way that your body tells you that you're doing something different, that you're doing something that it's exciting, that you're doing something that's challenging. So where most people go with nerves is, ooh, I'm afraid of these. Ah, I don't want to do that. Makes me uncomfortable. So they stay on the comfortable path. The ones, who, the great ones, the ones who challenge themselves to consistently get better are the ones who feel that and use that as a trigger for, yeah, that, that means I'm moving in the direction. That means I found something that doesn't make me feel good. And to go back to what Lewis Howe said last week, Lewis was like, Unpack that. As soon as you feel something and there's a trigger, there's something that happens there. Unpack that. Same thing with nerves. Unpack that and go, all right, why do I feel this? Because I'm excited about what I'm going to do? Or is it because I'm worried about what other people think and what they're going to say, which is the wrong decision to make? I think the whole conversation is wild because there wasn't one person in that entire room 
that didn't have empathy for you being on stage. They yeah. wanted you to do well. They're they're sitting there going, oh my God, oh, oh, you know, wow, because they put themselves there and understand that fear and that anxiety. But if you turn that into fuel, which is what the greats do, you think people get up at the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded, right? You know, you don't think that they have nerves? No, man, right. it's unbelievable, you know? And so the this courage, confidence thing, which, you know, Kitty's event was about inspiring women specifically, but there were a bunch, there were a few men in that room. Sure. You know, it's all about building the right habits that develop confidence. And I'll leave you with this. Jim Laranega said, train them and then trust them, man. And that's, that is if, you know, it, we, we've done a module on that, which is so great because when you're up in the, on stage, that's not time to be training. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if like, you're trying to practice while you're there when it's time to perform you've wasted the time prior in preparation that you could have set yourself up for success to have confidence to trust your training in order to be able to execute super super cool what a great way to kick off monday we missed you laurie but we'll see you next week um on uh that will be in april so we got, got it we got a couple of days left to kick march in the ass Close the quarter strong. Come back uh, this weekend. We will all be in Vegas. We got lots to be excited about. I think it's time to get down to business. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business.